Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today, we're welcoming to the program Dr. Irv Ehrenberg, and he is the author of Love and Murder, The Last Days of Vincent Van Gogh. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Irv, how are you? I'm fine today, Don. How are you doing? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm a retired ear surgeon and a lover of Vincent Van Gogh, and I was very interested in his life since I was a teenager when I first saw the movie Lust for Life, and I followed his life and career, and I studied his art, and my first involvement directly with Vincent was as an ear doctor, I described the fact that Vincent Van Gogh had Meniere's disease. He had described his illnesses and his attacks as having la vertige or vertigo, which is a classic hallmark of Meniere's disease. So he did not have uh, epilepsy or seizures. And I published that in JAMA, in the Journal of the American Medical Association, on the 100th anniversary of his death and proved that Vincent had Meniere's and not what People thought for 100 years that he had seizure disorder or epilepsy. Then I was on the CBS this morning with Paula Zahn when that article first came out, and it was on the front page of every newspaper, on the lower half, actually. But for 24 hours, it was big news, and that was fun. That was my introduction to Vincent professionally, and I didn't really do much more with it until I saw the movie loving Vincent. So tell us about your book. Well, this book, The Love and Murder, is the second book in a trilogy. You reviewed the first one, Killing Vincent, several years ago. Killing Vincent was the proof that Vincent did not commit suicide. He was murdered. Forensically, we proved it. This book answers the question, why was Vincent murdered? So if he didn't commit suicide, whoever put the hole in his belly murdered him. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? Well, anyone that loves and appreciates Vincent and wants to try to correct any of the many longstanding misinformations about Vincent's life, his medical issues, and his mysterious death. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Well, just take everything that's been written about Vincent, reanalyze it in the 21st century, and correct the misunderstandings that have pervaded his literature for 130 or 140 years. He didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. He didn't have uh, epilepsy. He had Meniere's disease. He wasn't totally crazy. He has Asperger's syndrome, which we've also proved, and the list goes on. Now, you say that Van Gogh was murdered. What kind of proof do you have for that? Well, we did the forensic studies on Vincent. I did not believe that Vincent committed suicide. I never believed that when I did the study about his seizure disorder, his epilepsy. But I was a very busy ear surgeon at the time, and I never really pursued that. 
Then I saw the movie Loving Vincent. The animated version was brilliant. And I walked out of that movie with a friend and I said, oh, my God, Loving Vincent, Killing Vincent, Loving Vincent, Killing Vincent. I have to write the book Killing Vincent, which I did a few years ago. Then in that book, we proved forensically that it was not possible for Vincent to have shot himself in the belly of all places and to walk back a mile and a half to the hotel, climb 17 stairs and die a miserable, agonizing death for 30 hours if he wanted to commit suicide. It never made sense to shoot himself in the belly. So we did the study. I bought the same gun that was attributed to the weapon he was used to kill him, the same black powder, pin-fired bullets. I got FBI ballistic gel. We did all the forensic studies to prove that it was not possible for Vincent to actually shoot himself in the belly without a black powder burn around the entry wound. So why was he murdered? Well, the book two that we're looking at now, Love and Murder, he was murdered because he was having a love affair with his doctor's daughter. Dr. Gachet was the homeopathic doctor who was supposed to be taking care of Vincent since he had just left the asylum in San Remy. And his brother was paying Dr. Gachet to keep an eye on him. Dr. Gachet invited Vincent to come to his house and to paint in his garden. And Vincent met his lovely daughter, Marguerite Clementine Gachet. They had some instant chemistry, apparently, and very rapidly evolved into an affair. So in your opinion, was he really mad or crazy or insane? No. Well, he was a little strange, but you have to understand that a lot of that became because he had Asperger's syndrome, same as Elon Musk has, but it was unrecognized at the time. And we also wrote a paper recently describing that he had Asperger's or a form of autism. And that was accepted in medical peer-reviewed journals. All of the changes we've made to Vincent's misunderstandings have been peer-reviewed from the get-go, from the article in JAMA to the Asperger's syndrome to the Meniere's disease to the murder, the forensic murders. And by the way, my two co-authors were very famous forensic pathologists, and it was peer-reviewed in the most prestigious forensic medical journal. So far, there's been no blowback from that publication about a year ago. So what really happened to him on the day he was mortally wounded? Well, he went to the Gachet's house with the young brother and the daughter, his lover, and they were going to ask for permission to get married. And this was not what the father and son had in their mind's eye. They didn't want Vincent. And they resolved to end the Vincent episode definitively. So they agreed to meet after lunch at the barn down the road on the Rue Bruchet. And they killed him. But they fired a gun, and they think that the son was aiming for his heart and shot him in the belly. So they just left him there to die, to bleed to death, because they knew if they put a second wound in him, then even the police would know that it wasn't a purposeful murder. Was his love worth dying for, do you think? This was the first real love that Vincent ever had in his life. He had many affairs, many romances, many, many prostitutes, 
but this was the first person who actually understood Vincent and apparently loved him for who he was and was his muse. And you'll have to remember that the last 70 days of his life in Auvers, Ruiz, when he met uh, Marguerite the first day he was there, was the happiest and most productive of his life. He did no self-portraits or self-analysis or meditation. He was very prolific in painting. And it's very sad that they murdered him then because we have no idea what else he would have produced. The Killing Vincent Project, what is that? Well, the Killing Vincent Project takes the Killing Vincent book, first book, the second book now that we're talking about love and murder, and the third book, which is almost finished and will be out next year, is on the day that Vincent was murdered, the doctor and his son stole 26 Van Gogh paintings. You have to remember that Vincent was not a well-known artist at the time. Nobody knew about these paintings, and they were somewhat devious and nefarious, and they used these stolen paintings to make copies and forgeries, which they sold into the market for decades. So what was your inspiration to get involved with this and write these books? Well, I loved Vincent. Every time I read something that didn't make sense, I delved into it deeper and deeper and came out with different answers than what the media and the formal history and the art history people have come up with over the 130, 140 years. And so I pursued it. I'm somewhat compelled by it to do it. I just feel that Vincent's art needs to be put in proper perspective. Can you tell us briefly about the research that went into this project? Well, it was pretty intense and involved for many years. Initially, I started out learning more about Vincent when I was an undergraduate taking art history. And that's where I saw that Vincent described his illness as vertigo. And then I became an ear, nose, and throat doctor and focused on ear surgery. And I redefined his illness as Meniere's disease, an inner ear disorder characterized by episodes of violent vertigo, fluctuating hearing loss, tinnitus, and pressure, and redefined his illness and eliminated from the history books that he had suffered from epilepsy. Have you had any feedback yet from readers? Some, not as much as I'd like, but no real negative blowback saying this is wrong. The biggest challenge is from the art history community itself, because by challenging this accepted so-called history of Vincent's taking his life for his art, he was a martyr for his art, causes a lot of problems in the art history community. And you have to know that when the first big biography was written by Nafa and Smith in 2011, they published the first modern theory of his murder. They projected that he was actually murdered by two young students who actually shot him, not on purpose, just playing around and the gun went off. And that started such a firestorm in the art history community. And this is where I got involved. One of my co-authors, Dr. Vincent DeMaio, is called in. He's a world expert on gunshot wounds to determine whether or not this was true. Could Vincent have not committed suicide? And he concluded after a, a basic analysis that it was not possible for Vincent to commit suicide. I followed up and did a much more definitive forensic study. And Dr. DeMaio 
And another famous forensic pathologist, Dr. Michael Bodden, that you may well know, were my co-authors this in the peer-reviewed medical journal. It has not yet been challenged, but the art history community wants to say, using stuff that would never stand up in court, that so-and-so said this, and that's the truth of it, and that's really not viable. And so we put an open challenge out there to the art community and the author of those articles, Martin Bailey, who's the editor of the art newspaper in London, to answer our challenge. And it's a published challenge in a peer-reviewed medical journal. So far, we've not heard anything from him. But there is a recent book that just came out that I just picked up in a bookstore the other day titled Who Shot Van Gogh with a big question marks by Alan Turnbull, and it's published last year. So there's a lot of general interest in this topic, and I think we have covered it very completely, if not definitively. So tell us about the website. Well, the Killing Vincent website has been recently totally revamped and has a lot of embedded videos. In fact, one of the embedded videos is the sizzle for the movie, Finally Love. So an important fact of this that might intrigue the readers is that all of this information in the three books that we make up the trilogy, we've put this into a movie script. It's an eight-episode miniseries and the pilot script is written, the, the Bible is done, the show Bible is done for eight episodes, and the budget is being worked on now. So it's targeted for something like Netflix or one of those series. Could you spell your name for us, please? Ehrenberg, A-R-E-N-B-E-R-G, last name. First name is Irv, I-R-V. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Dr. Irv Ehrenberg, and he is the author of Love and Murder, The Last Days of Vincent Van Gogh. Irv, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you, Don. That was fun. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com, and whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.